This podcast was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit lifelanks.org. Wonderful. So good. That was awesome, wasn't it? And once again, a huge happy Mother's Day. Everyone at home, great to uh, be with you all. Great to see your answers on the chat. And I, yeah, I want to honour all the ladies of Life Church, all the women that make this community so special and so incredible. We want to honour you uh, for your care, for your compassion, for your leadership, for your determination, for your courage, for your commitment, for your creativity, for your organisation, for your humour, for your love. All the ladies at Life Church, all the women at Life Church, we just want to honour you this morning. So once again, why don't we just say thank you to all the ladies, all the women of Life Church. Wonderful. So good. Well, if I've not, if I've not met you before, my name's Pete, uh, and I'm going to be continuing our series, Advance. So good on it last week. So good to be back in the building. Uh, so good that we can still do the live stream as well for everybody at home. But who enjoyed last week? Advance. God is doing something, isn't he? God is on the move and he's inviting us to be involved in what he's doing. So we're going to read from Philippians 3, verse 12 to 16. It's going to be on the screen. Uh, you can go there in, the, in your Bible if you want. But this is Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 to 16. And it says this. This is Paul, the Apostle Paul, writing here to the church in Philippi. Not that I've already obtained all this or all have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus has took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then, who are mature, should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we've already attained. In summary of that little passage, we press on. We keep going. We advance. We keep our eyes focused, fixed on the prize. And in verse 15, um, it talks about maturity. In verse 15, it talks about maturity and and uh, Tom Wright, the, um, the biblical scholar, says this. True maturity, Paul seems to insist, actually means knowing that you haven't arrived. It means you know there's a humility, there's a vulnerability to know, I haven't arrived, that you must still keep pressing on forwards towards the goal. Can I say this to us this morning, to each one of us this morning, everyone in the room, everyone in the live stream, advance is for all of us. All of us. None of us have made it yet. None of us have reached the finish line yet. There's still a race to be run. There's still something ahead. You know, this past year may have been difficult and challenging. Well, it has, it has been difficult and challenging. But we press on. We keep on going. We keep our eyes fixed and focused on the prize. True maturity actually means knowing you haven't arrived yet. And you must keep pressing on forwards towards the goal. Advance is for all of us. And this morning, in this morning's message, I'm going to uh, unpack Philippians chapter 3, verse 16, but focusing on the Passion Translation. This is a, a paraphrase of, of the Bible, and this is what the Passion, or how the Passion Translation puts uh, Philippians 3, 16. I love this. 
let us all advance together to reach this victory prize, following one path with one passion. That's good, isn't it? Let us all advance together to reach this victory prize, following one path with one passion. So, what is the prize? This morning, I'm going to go through these four ideas. We're going to think about the prize. We're going to think about the prize according to Paul. Paul, who wrote this book, writing to real people in a real place. What is the prize for Paul? And then for each one of us, what is the prize? If we're going to keep our eyes focused and fixed on the victory prize, what is the prize? Then we're going to talk about this idea of advancing together. Uh, we're, we're not islands. We're not, I, you know, for some of us this year, it has been about isolation. But we are community. We are family and we get to advance together. Then we're going to talk about one passion and one path. And there's going to be an invitation for all of us to get involved in what God is doing. But first of all, let's think about this idea of what is the prize? What was the prize for Paul? Paul, a real person in a real place, writing to this community in Philippi. And actually, Paul planted this church uh, in Acts 16. We're going to read the story. Paul planted this church uh, in the city called Philippi. Let's read the story. It's going to be on the screen again. I love this story so much for reasons that are going to become really clear as we get into this story. Acts 16, verse 11 to 15. Again, it's going to be uh, on the screen. From Troas, we put out to sea and sailed straight for Samothrace. And the next day, we went to Neapolis. Not sure if I'm saying those right. Carry on. From there, we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony, and the leading city of the, of the district of Macedonia. And we stayed there for several days. On the Sabbath, we went outside the city, outside the city gate to the river, where we expected to find a place of prayer. Paul was looking for people who were leaning forward. Paul was looking for people that were interested in the good news of Jesus, were interested in the things of God. So they went to this place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. Verse 14. One of those listening was from the city of Thyatira named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloths. She was a worshipper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. Verse 15. When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. That's the birth of the church in Philippi. But can I tell you something that's extraordinary to me? That's the birth of the church in Europe. This was the first ever Christian community in Europe. This is where we trace back the lineage and the history of Christianity in Europe. This is the first ever Christian community. And the first believer is this lady, Lydia, you know, on this Mother's Day. We remember that Lydia was the first believer in Europe. And the whole church, 2,000 years later, millions of Christians later, shaping culture for the past 2,000 years on this continent, was built on the seed of faith of this lady, Lydia. I love that story so much. God opened her heart. She made this confession of faith. And her whole household came to know Jesus. And what I'd love to do right now is actually I'd love to pray for us in this moment. We're going to carry on with the message. But when I read that this week, when I got this sense of, you know, Paul was writing to real people in a real place. Paul loved this place. Paul went to Philippi looking for people who were interested in the things of God. He found this lady, Lydia. Lydia became the first Christian in Europe. And then her whole household came to know Jesus. And it changed the course of human history. This seed of faith. How extraordinary. What about a seed of faith in your family? Maybe you're the first Christian in your family. 
maybe you're, maybe you're watching at home and maybe, maybe you're a, a mom or a, or a wife or maybe the only person who's a Christian in your family, in your workplace. But your seed of faith, you know, your decision to live for Jesus, it could change the course of your family. It could change the course of your workplace. It could change the course of your industry. You know, your school, maybe you're the only Christian that you're aware of in your school or your college or your university campus. But let's be like Lydia today. Let's open our hearts to God and believe God that that seed of faith may lead to something transformative. So shall we pray now? I'd love to pray for us now. I'd love to pray for families, for homes, for communities now. God, we pray for everybody where, where maybe they're the only Christian in their home. Maybe like Lydia, they're the first Christian in their home. God, we pray that even this year, the whole households will come to know you. That we'll be seeing whole households getting baptized on this stage, in this community, in the weeks and the months to come. That we'd see whole families come to you because of the seed of faith. God, we thank you for people like Lydia. People who take a stand. People who go first. And so, God, we pray for mums. And for wives right now, maybe, they're their, maybe their husband or their family aren't Christians yet. God, we pray that today you would open the hearts of families. You'd open homes and we'd see whole households come to know you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can I get an amen as well? Brandy got an amen. I want an amen for that. Come on. Whole households coming to know Jesus. So what's the prize for Paul? What's the prize for Paul? Well, reading... All of Paul's writings, read them, the letters from Paul, uh, you know, most of the uh, New Testament, sorry, half of the New Testament is written by Paul. We get some really strong themes. One of Paul's biggest themes, a key prize for Paul, was to know Jesus. You see that so often. Paul, you know, remember Paul's story. Paul was somebody that was persecuting the church, that was actually actively trying to end Christianity until there's this revelation of who Jesus is. And all Paul wants from that moment is to know Jesus, is to see Jesus face to face, is to experience the resurrection life of Jesus. So for Paul, the prize was to know Jesus. But also for Paul, the prize was to make Jesus known to the world around him, you know, to make Jesus known to people like Lydia, to people in cities and villages and towns across the known world. For Paul, the prize was to make him known, to be a good news messenger to the world around him. Now, what's interesting is directly after that story in the book of Acts, Paul's in another location sharing the good news of Jesus and gets arrested. Now, the next story, Paul's in prison for sharing his faith, but he keeps on going. Paul had many trials. What was it that kept him going? It was the prize. It was fixing his eyes on Jesus. Even this letter, the letter of the book of Philippians, where is Paul when he wrote this letter? He's in prison again. This time he's in prison in Rome. And this stay in prison will be his final stay in prison because this stay in prison leads to his execution uh, in Rome. Paul never leaves that uh, prison house uh, until, he, until he goes to his execution. You know, for Paul, all these trials, all these obstacles... What kept him going in all these difficulties, it was the prize. Knowing Jesus and making Jesus known to the world around him. Why don't you fix your eyes on the screen and we're going to watch this little video. Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, 
fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Amen. So what is the prize for Paul? It's to know Jesus. It's to see Jesus face to face. What's the prize for Paul? To make Jesus known, to be a good news person, to spread the gospel message. So what is the prize for us? I don't know if you remember the first prize you ever won. I think the first prize I remember winning was uh, my parents entered me into a a colouring competition when I was a child. Uh, I was part of the Young Ornithologist Club. I can see you. I can see you impressed. I was uh, a York member. That's the junior club for uh, the RSPB, the Royal, Prevent- Royal Society for the Protection of Birds. Anyone else? Any of the York members out there? Nope. Uh, so the first thing I yes, come on, come on, Wes, amazing. I think I got a badge and everything. So my first ever prize. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was just me and Wes. My first ever prize um, that I remember winning was a colouring competition as part of York, and my portrait was displayed at Hayward Library for all the world to see. And if you go there today, you probably can still find it somewhere. The first trophy that I remember winning, this is it, 1991, Norden Soccer School Most Improved Player. Thank you. Let me tell you, I've told you this story before, but I turned up that week, very, very shy little boy. Uh, turned up that week, but awesome at football. Uh, turned up that week, very shy boy. And uh, they got, for somehow they got my name wrong. They called me Paul, and I never corrected them all week. Uh, so I was Paul Baker for the week, uh, until it came to the trophy presentation, and I'd won the most improved player. The secret was, I was actually already awesome. Uh, I was just nervous. And so the first couple of days, I was like nervous, but then I showed them I was unbelievable at football as a nine-year-old. And um, won the most improved player. Uh, but then they called out my name, Paul Baker. Uh, then, then I came and said, actually, my name's Pete. Uh, but I've still got the trophy. Norden Soccer School, most improved player. What is the prize? Well, for Paul, the prize is to know Jesus and to make him known. What's the prize for you and me? What is the prize for you and me? Well, I'd want to say it's the same. The prize for us is to know Jesus, to know Jesus, to know his presence, to know his glory, to know his purpose, and to make Jesus known to the world around us. The prize is to advance God's kingdom. The prize is the destruction of evil. The prize is marriages restored. The prize is lives renewed. The prize is communities alive. The prize is anxious hearts filled with hope. That's the prize, that we see God's purposes advance. And as we see God's purposes advance, it means that we see evil, injustice, structures of evil dismantled. We see marriages restored. We see lives renewed. We see communities come alive. Can I say to us, let us be like Paul. 
whatever circumstances come our way, we keep our eyes focused on the prize, knowing Jesus and making him known to the world around us. What is the prize? Second of all, we talked about these four ideas. What is the prize? Second of all, advance together. This is the invitation for each one of us. We get to advance together. Let me share you this great thought from uh, Nicky Gumbel, the founder of Alpha. I know many of us have uh, led Alpha or been through an Alpha course. Uh, Nicky Gumbel was the founder of Alpha. He says this about church. Church is not an organization you join. It is a family where you belong. Everyone on the live stream, everyone in the room, we're part of a family where you have this sense of belonging, of meaning, of purpose. It's a home where you are loved and a hospital where you find healing. You know, if there's brokenness in your life at the moment, and, you know, look in the mirror, there's brokenness in all of us, isn't there? If there's brokenness in your life, this is a place where, this is a place where the expectation isn't perfection. <laughs> when you walk through the door, the expectation is that we're broken and we all come humbly before King Jesus for healing and for restoration. It's a place where you're loved, a place where you belong, a place called family. And so here's the invitation for all of us, not to kind of sign up to join an organization and become a member of a committee or whatever it might be, but the invitation is this, join the team. Get involved with what God is doing. We are a family on the move. We're not just a family that's static and sat still, uh, but we're a family that's on the move. You know, that's what God is like. God is family. God is Trinity. God is harmony. God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God is this family that's on the move, that's not passive, but he's active. He's on the move. And here's what I love about the gospel. He invites us to join in. He invites us to be involved in what he is doing. So we advance together. So here's the invitation for all of us is get involved. Join the team. As you can see on the screen, if you're uh, on the live stream, you can, uh, you can go there. Now you can click on this link. If you're in the room, you can take a picture. Or you can do this later. But we want to invite you to get involved, to join the team. On a Sunday, we have a great team. And you've seen the worship team, and you can't see the production team, but they're the ones making all this stuff happen. And you can't see the kids team because they're upstairs running a great kids program. And we have other kids that we want to include in that kids program, but we're limited uh, on team. We, we, we're inviting people to join the team. We've got a great hospitality team that create a sense of welcome and warmth and embrace. We're inviting you to join the team, to get involved. And not just on a Sunday, but in the community. You know, as, as a church community, we are actively involved in serving our neighbours, Lancashire, the world around us, spreading the gospel message, the good news message of Jesus. And you can join the team. You can get involved. You can, of course, be a spectator. That's okay. No, but actually, what's better is getting on the pitch and getting involved and being invited to play. And we advance together. Now, here's the picture of church, isn't it? We pray together. We had a, prayer, a week of prayer a couple of weeks ago. It was so good every day to gather <coughs> online to pray together. We pray together. You know, prayer is sharing our deepest longings, isn't it? Our biggest dreams. We pray together. We cry together. I know in this past year, there are people in this community uh, that have found comfort as they've shared concerns, anxieties, worries. And people have cried together in this community. People have dreamt together about what's possible, what God might do next. 
out of the, the ashes of this season. People dream together. We give together. You know, Jeff announced this incredible vision offering uh, that we've taken as a church community. That was, you know, that, that was us together. We gave together and we served together. We serve together. Advance together is all these things. Advance together is we all get to play. We all get to be involved. So join the team. Get involved. Lastly, and um, maybe, maybe the band uh, could, um, could join me as we, as we think about this last idea. One path, one passion. Our one path is the way of Jesus. Our one path is the way, excuse me, our one path is the way of Jesus. We're a Jesus-centered community, aren't we? One path, we follow King Jesus. And in a moment, there's going to be a response where everyone in the room and everyone on the live stream is going to be invited to follow King Jesus. One path, this laser focus, you know, this determination. You know, I believe God's call is on your life. Whoever you are today, whatever life has thrown at you in the past year, God's call is on your life. And there's, a, there's an opportunity to follow that path, to follow the path uh, of King Jesus, the path that's been laid out for you. And one passion, our one passion is to impact the world around us with the good news of Jesus, seeing people become fully devoted followers of him. One path and one passion. So they're my invitations this morning. The first invitation is get involved, join the team. We want to advance together, keeping our eyes fixed on the prize. But then here's my other invitation, that you would say yes to Jesus. One path, one passion. One path, one passion. That we would say, I want to know Jesus you know, maybe you've been in church a long time. Maybe you'd say you're a Christian. But maybe today, you, you, maybe there'd be a recognition of my heart has maybe wandered away from God. I want to have my, I want to have a passion for God. I want to have a fire for God again. I want to know Jesus. And I want to make him known to the world around us. That's the prize. That's the path. That's the passion. So can I pray for us this morning? Two, those two prayers. First prayer is this. For everyone in the room and everyone on the live stream is to know Jesus. And so, God, I thank you for all of these precious people. God, I thank you for your sons and your daughters in this room. I pray for anyone that doesn't know you, for anyone that wants to come back to you in this moment, that you'd open our hearts, like Lydia. You'd open our hearts and we'd say yes to you, Jesus. And if you're in the room, if you're on the live stream, you can respond to that. If you're in the room, you could lift a hand and there's just me and a few other people looking around the room. If you're on the live stream, then you can respond and say, yes, I want to know Jesus. So if you're in the room and you, you want to respond to that message and say, yeah, I want to know Jesus. I want to know Jesus. Then you can respond in this moment. Yeah, Jesus, I thank you that you're here by your spirit. And so I pray for everyone with open hearts and everyone leaning forward. Lord, everyone that wants you in their life, I pray that even today that they would know you. And Lord, for each one of us, that we would know you in a deeper way. We'd know you in a more significant way. We'd hear your voice. We'd hear your heart. We'd hear your whisper. We'd be attentive to your will. 
would be attentive to your purpose. Even now, King Jesus, I pray that we would know you. In Jesus' name. And maybe we could all stand in the room for this second prayer. This is a prayer where we're saying we want to make Jesus known. If you're at home, you can respond in, in some way. It might, be, it might be opening your arms. It might be kneeling. It might be standing. But here's my second prayer to invite all of us in. I want to make Jesus known. I want, I want to know Jesus. That's the prize for me. I want to know Jesus. But I want to make him known to the world around me. How about you? God, I pray that you would equip us even now. If you want to respond to this prayer, maybe you could hold out your hands or respond in some way to say to God, I'm in. And of course, you, don't have, you might say, no, I'm not ready for this. And that's okay. No, God is leading us. God is guiding us. And so I'm going to pray for each one of us this morning that's saying, God, I'm in. I want to advance. I want to advance your kingdom. I want to see evil destroyed, eroded in my communities. I want to see lives renewed. I want to see communities come alive. God, we say yes to you this morning. We want to know you and we want to make you known to the world around us. God, for each of our families where there's people that don't know you, God, we pray that you give us the opportunities to share your love and your kindness and your goodness. Lord, even this week, God, I pray that you'd give us opportunities to share your love with others. Lord, even this week, you'd give us opportunities to welcome other people into your kingdom, to welcome other people into your purposes. And even now, God, I pray, fill us. Fill us with boldness. Fill us with courage. Fill us with your grace and your mercy. God, one path, one passion. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you found this podcast inspiring and helpful, then we'd love for you to get in touch via at lifelanks on social media or our website, lifelanks.org. Life Church, impacting our neighbours, our nation and the nations with the good news about Jesus.